Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, it's Mike Vandervoort. Today is September the 8th, 2020, uh, back after the long Labor Day weekend, which for the first time in a long time I didn't work over. We're going to do another one of our HR Snackables. I'm going to like to introduce our guest. Uh, Terry, Terry Dunn is our guest today. Terry is a longtime friend and colleague and uh, runs a company called Positive Management Leadership it, based out of Greenville, <clears throat> excuse me, Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, he's the president and senior partner of the organization, which is a, an internationally recognized innovator um, and provider of live simulations and experiential learning sessions to help build stronger, more positive, and effective leaders. Terry, welcome to Drive Through. You go okay? You doing okay today? Uh, thank you, Michael. There, there's a story. There's always a story. I'll share it with you later. <laughs> no worries. I, I, minor panic. We go through it about a couple times a week. Um, so, Terry, I'm, I'm going to turn it over to you. You're going to do a talk for us on our HR snack about um, the math of leadership. So, I'm going to turn it over to you, and I'll just listen in. You, you bet. Thanks, Michael. And thank you for inviting me to participate on your call. I'm, I'm anxious to tell your litner, listeners some things that they might not know about leadership. Uh, a little bit, just a little bit about me. Uh, I am a Six Sigma Master Black Belt. I'm very proud of my Master Black Belt status because I had to take the darn test three times when I was hmm. a GE uh, from all the interruptions, and I finally got it, finally got my Master Black Belt, did projects. I value... Um, statistically significant data. I value math mm-hmm. that tells a story, and I never did, uh, but now I do. And so typically we like to, we like to share uh, information with people that they might not know, and today I'd like to share with your listeners part of what we call the math of leadership. Um, uh, um, among the equations in, in a uh, transfer function, which is, you know, uh, a number of independent variables that move a big Y. Um, I'd like to share with your leadership the six statistically significant uh, knowledge needs, basic knowledge needs, as employees themselves describe them. I'd also like to suggest, I'm going to lead with my chin here, that everybody listening on this show has the same knowledge needs. So uh, listeners, pay attention, because chances are you're going to find Uh, big nuggets of truth in what I'm about to share. Number one on the list of basic knowledge needs as employees themselves describe them is what's my job? What is my job? What are my job responsibilities? What is my role? How does it differ from the, from the colleague who works next to me or downstream from me? Where does my work go? How does it affect somebody else's work? What's my job and what are my job responsibilities? And by the way, as part of that, uh, the job responsibilities is how am I being held accountable for my responsibilities? So number one on the list, what's my job? And chances are everybody on this call wants to know what's your job, what are your roles and responsibilities? Um, and by the way, in our experience, we find that most conflict in the workplace uh, derives around lack of clarity involving roles and responsibilities. Number two on the hit parade of statistically significant knowledge needs is how am I doing? All right. Everybody wants to know how are they doing at their roles and responsibilities, at their job responsibilities. Everybody wants feedback. Everybody wants 
performance reviews. And by the way, if you're one of those folks on this call that lives and dies by the, by the annual performance review, um, your ship sailed a long time ago. Annual performance mm. reviews are dead on arrival. Today's workforce demands ongoing feedback, sort of the continuous conversation and coaching about how I'm doing and feedback uh, to help me be successful. Nobody does a job to be a failure. Everybody does a job to get better at it and to be successful at it. So we want to know how are we doing, how we can get better, and, and if possible, we would like some coaching to help us do exactly that. So number one is what's my job? Number two is how am I doing? Number three is does anybody care about me? Does anybody listen to me? Does my boss value my opinion? Um, do my coworkers listen to my ideas? Am I recognized for my contributions to the success of the business? If I come in over the course of the weekend and work overtime because I'm, I'm, I, 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 you know, I landed a mandatory overtime shift, is it, I mean, do I come and go with no thanks for giving up time with my family, for working mandatory overtime? Everybody wants and craves recognition. It is the sweet sauce of leadership. And so everybody wants to know, does, does anybody care about me? Uh, that's number three. Number four is how's our unit doing, all right? How's our department doing? How is our line doing? How's our function doing? Um, uh, so that is a, a microcosm of the business, right? Every business has various units, functions, and people work in those units and functions or those lines. Th those folks who work in those places want to know how are we doing. Those are measurements against uh, goals and objectives, regular updates, from the manager, uh, maybe even some kudos from the big boss uh, for accomplishments that our unit achieved. Everybody wants to know how is our unit doing? We want to kind of gauge ourselves against what we're doing collectively in the unit. That's number four. Number five is, is where are we headed? Okay. Once I know what my job is, once I know how I'm doing at it, once I believe that the company and my manager care about me and recognize my contributions, and I know how our unit's doing, most of us want to know, okay, what's the vision? Where are we going from here? What's the mission? What's our purpose for this change that we're about to make? What's our strategy for how we're going to get there? Most people want to know, where are we going? And I want to tell you, based on my experience, most companies for which I've worked and most employers for which we do business totally underwhelm the importance and the significance of investment and news and information about investments that the company is making in our work site and in our, in our unit and um, our function and our technology. Investment is a very, very powerfully positive word that says that the company believes in us enough that they're going to take shareholder money, capital that they could put anywhere, and they're going to put it in our business, in our unit, in our line, in our function. And so what I would say to the listeners on this call is no matter how hard your business, no matter how tough your business is, and I've worked in some really tough ones, your companies are always making investments to be better. Companies aren't in business to get worse. Companies are in business to get better. And that means companies will always be investing. Find the investment, no matter how big or small in your business, Talk about it. 
and take credit for it because people will feel better about your business when they know that the company is investing in it. And then lastly, number six on the hit parade of basic knowledge needs. Once you have, once people have those five needs met, most humans ask the question of themselves, how can I help or how can we help? That's when you get commitment to the company's objectives. That's when you get engagement with the business. And I want to tell you based on our experience there are lots of business books written about engagement. There are lots of employee research studies that are done by well-known, esteemed firms to try to measure engagement. I want to tell you what I think engagement is. I think engagement is when somebody comes to you and says, hey, Michael, uh, I'm all done for the day. I've done everything you've asked me to do. What else can I do to help? When people are willing to give you discretionary extra effort, when they're willing to give that to you because they want to, not because they have to, but because they really want to, they're, they're bought into the company's objectives, they're bought into the purpose of the organization, they're bought into what it is that you're doing and how you're doing it. When people are bought in and they're willing to give you that extra effort, that's the holy grail. What I tell our clients in every single leadership program we do is, you know what? Your competitors can put up brick and mortar that looks just like your plant. Your competitors can put in lines and equipment and technology that look just like yours, maybe is just like yours. The competitive differentiator in 2020, headed into 2021, is turned on, effective, engaged, committed people who are willing to give you that discretionary extra effort. Because what I do know is you put two plants side by side, you're going to put different people in them. You've got one workforce that's turned on and one first workforce that's turned off. The workforce that's turned on is going to beat the tar out of the workforce that's not. So the six knowledge needs that I've just described, what's my job? How am I doing? Does anybody care about me? How's our unit or function doing? Where are we headed? Where are we going in the future? And how can I or we help? I'm going to submit that everybody on this call has those same knowledge needs. When you think about conversations with your boss, chances are you've got some of the same needs that your associates have who work on the line, who work in the distribution center, who work at the call center, who work at the hospital, wherever they work, they have these same knowledge needs. And as I think back to my career, I can remember having conversations before I knew this statistically significant math, I can remember having very similar conversations with my bosses about these very same things. And so that's kind of my magic moment for the day. Um, I love the title, Snackable HR. I think it's kind of cool, you know, bits and bytes of, of information that you can use to be better at your function, better at your role, and better as a leader in your organization. And if I've helped one person on this call, then I'm a hero today. I'm going to well, drop the mic. <laughs> you're, a, you're a hero to me, Terry. Um, no, hey, th thanks a lot. Thanks for sharing that. A um, couple quick things. One is, um, so the, Terry, this is um, this is a part of a four-module training set you do that I believe is called Leadership Modeling for Effective Managers. Hope I got that right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Leadership Modeling people, for Effective Managers. Got it. Please tell people where they can find that if they're interested in learning more. Uh, you can visit us at pmlexperience.com. Uh, you can send a note to me, Terry, T-E-R-R-Y, at pmlexperience 
Com. By the way, this is a series. It's a five-module series, short four-hour sessions. We can do them online, virtually. We can do them in person. We prefer to do them in person. They're, they're, they're meant for supervisors, middle managers, and including hourly team leads whom employers might want to develop to be a supervisor one day. Awesome. Thanks. Um, so just, just to wrap up, Terry, thanks. first of all, thanks for coming back and doing this. I know it's a little bit different version than you did a few years back with William Tincup, but we appreciate you coming back to Drive Through HR and sharing your knowledge with our listeners. Um, I mentioned to you in our pre-show call that this, is, this month we're doing a series of these HR snackable shows, 10 to 15 minutes long, as we build up to our 1500th episode over 10 years on October 1st. So this month is kind of a big challenge for Robin and I, but we've, get, we've been getting some really great help from folks like Terry. Tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern time, if you're interested, uh, Katie Van Horn is gonna join me, I believe. And the topic that I just looked at is TBD. So I don't know what she's gonna talk about, but it'll be something great about diversity and inclusion. <laughs> Terry, have a great afternoon. And, and we will, uh, I'll send you the link to this stuff after and I'll catch up with you again soon, okay? Thanks for being here. All right, thank you. Let me just wish all your, all, everybody on the call, let me just wish you a safe day. Uh, be healthy, wash your hands, wear your mask. <laughs> All of that. Thanks, Terry. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.